Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Hey, Jordan Harbinger here. Subscribe to the only show that will show you how to apply the world's greatest ideas from the most striking minds. After presenting more than a thousand interviews, I couldn't be more compelled to introduce you to the Jordan Harbinger Show. We've got spies and CEOs, athletes and authors from Kobe Bryant to Malcolm Gladwell, Tony Hawk and Howie Mandel to the chairman of Google, founders of LinkedIn and Instagram, antiquities smugglers, con men, brilliant scientists, national heroes, and even the head of the CIA. Listed as Apple's best of 2018 and countless other awards that, let's be honest, you probably don't care about right now. So come and have a listen for yourself and join me as we exploit the superpowers of the world's most incredible thinkers, amazing achievers, and iconic change makers with their insights delivered right into your mind. You'll get that blueprint of their brilliance each week so that you can learn to live what you listen. Subscribe right now to The Jordan Harbinger Show, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you're listening now. Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash, like a five-quart jug of Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP, but don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General states pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. Welcome back for a brand new episode of The Witching Hour. I am Perry Nemroff, and I'm sitting here with the one and only Haley Fouch. Hello. How you doing, Haley? Oh, I'm all right. How are you? I'm good. Are you pumped for so, Halloween? Oh, heck yeah. I feel like uh, you I'm, know I'm like a little sad that I'm still missing out on Halloween, but yeah. we're going to celebrate Halloween on Movie Talk, and I'm going to put this out there right now because it, there's a Movie Talk on actual Halloween, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I figured because I'm not able to go out at night, I need to go big that day. So yeah. day basically drunk. what I'm asking you is, what the fuck do I dress up as? Ooh. What's easy, though? You know my, my arts and crafts skills are not good unless I'm making something for Dewey. So what, like, what's an easy thing I can pull together? That's not lame. Easy. I don't know. Am I better off just wearing a Halloween-related T-shirt? You could. I, I'll say onesies are easy as shit, dude. I have a dinosaur onesie. You I haven't worn that up. in a real long time. Yeah. Uh, the Scream costume's really easy. I did that a couple of years ago. Yeah. I don't want to go back there. Never go back. I don't know. It's just like it, feel, it feels too lazy to just repeat a cow. I don't even think I have it anymore. I think we put so much blood on it that I threw it out. <laughs> That's trying a to think if I, I know really. It's like with all the stuff we get in the mail, I have to. I, should I just do all of movie talk with a Michael Myers mask on? Because I do have you that. Could. Would that be weird? Yes. Would that would? <laughs> so I'm fine with it being weird, but would it be too distracting if I did the whole show with a mask on and like the mask was blocking my mouth from the mic? Mm. Should I cut a little hole in the mouth? <laughs> Does that make it even? That's weird. I'm not that might be weird. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, a mask is definitely going to be weird on movie talk. But if you do it, you have to commit to the bit. I know. Well, well committing to the bit would just be me not hosting the show. That's what it should be. The call sheet should just be me sitting there in a Michael mask, just like staring dead into the camera and not moving. It's not bad. All right. 
I'm going to put that idea in my back pocket. <laughs> uh, we've got quite the show for you today. So what we're going to do is we're going to kick it off with Zombieland 2 spoilers. So if you didn't see the movie, all you got to do is fast forward a little bit. And then all of a sudden you're going to hit our zombie comedy uh, section. We're going to run through some uh, zombie horror comedies and just talk about what we love, what are our favorites, all that fun stuff. Why are there so damn there, many there are of a them? Lot. When you sent that list, I was a little surprised. So many. And then we're going to wrap things up with a spoiler-free conversation about Terminator Dark Fate, because we have both seen the movie, the embargo has been lifted, and we can talk about it. So, first up, Zombieland spoilers. Yeah. Tell me about a Zombieland spoiler, Haley. What's, like, your favorite little bit that we haven't been able to talk about? Oh, man. Um, I kind of, geez, I don't know. There's not a lot that's, like, spoilery about the film, but I like that... Nobody died. I kind of went in thinking, will Tallahassee die? And so that was a nice surprise that he okay. didn't. Can I, can I like out you on something yeah. that happened? So when we were doing our non-spoiler review, yeah. this is actually a worthwhile discussion to have. When we were doing our non-spoiler review, you we, we cut it out because I think you had brought up the fact that nobody dies and how yeah. can you do a third one? Yeah, because I think... Upping the stakes without killing someone. I enjoyed it as a surprise for this one, but were the franchise to continue, it would start to seem ridiculous to me. Yeah, and then, I mean, it would, I assume, not be as scary anymore if you always know that the main four have to survive. I want another one, but that (laughs) makes all the sense in the world. And I guess the only... I mean, it's a fair point. One of, the, one of them would have to go, yeah. and I feel like if anyone went, it would probably be Tallahassee. Well, because it's just the established order, although if they were smart about money, it would unfortunately be, what's the young girl? Little Rock? Yes. That's not nice. She can't go because she's the little sister. No, she can't because, no. again, established order, but I, I mean, just in terms of like cast members that draw box office that dollars. That is vicious, Haley. Is it? <laughs> a little bit is it vicious to say that abigail breslin has not earned the career of the esteemed woody harrelson oh, well when you put it that way it's not but it's like almost like a ruthless business tactic to say like <laughs> who do we kill off in our next installment the one that is worth the least seats you think that's not how it works no i think that is how it works <laughs> i just hate admitting it yeah um, um but i don't think that's ever gonna happen or if anything, people are just going to die around them. You know, actually, I think the best one, like for this hypothetical third film, would actually be Eisenberg's character might be the easiest one story-wise to kill without no. totally destroying. I don't know. I could see him going without it being like emotionally wrenching, whereas the rest all seem really emotional to me. I will disagree on hmm. that because now that... No, this complicates things again. It's like I almost wish that Little Rock did find the love of her life because then I think you could take Emma Stone out of the equation, who Mm. is probably the most difficult to lock down of the cast. You could save a little money over there, too. Then you could also go back to Zoe Deutsch, even though she kind of found love elsewhere. But okay, so it's like, what what if um, what's his name? Avon Jogia? Yeah, that's I, what close. if what if his character bit the dust and then Madison went back to Columbus and then we'd have Madison and Columbus 
they could try to find someone for Little Rock because the two of them playing matchmaker would just be hilarious. And then we've got Rosario Dawson and Woody Harrelson living happily ever after. I think that would be a fine crew that would fill in the Emma Stone gap. I guess. Yes. And I guess you could kill her without as long as oh, I don't know what is because happening right they're now? sisters I don't know if you can know, kill either of them without well, it being too dark that's why Tallahassee is the most yeah. obvious but one to go that's also devastating because he's the father figure he's and, the father figure but technically the they are actual sisters yeah. and also she's married to Jesse Eisenberg so yeah. they are a legit <laughs> family where he is just the father figure I suppose. I'm not saying I want that to happen. I suppose but if you define family by arbitrary things like I guess, marriage, I'm just I guess. fucking with you. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, um, Spoiler-wise, in this actual movie, though, one of my favorite sequences was the winner in, yeah. uh, in the motel. I thought that was absolutely incredible. And if you listen to our episode last week, I thought uh, Ruben artfully dodged spoilers in my question. Really because, good job. because I will say, I was looking for that. So in the sequence, what happens is um, Luke Wilson and Thomas Middleditch are both bit and they turn. And it's just like an escalating action scene that's meant to look like it's a one And I... I think, I mean, maybe I'm wrong because it was only on one viewing, but to me it looked like their zombie makeup was evolving throughout the sequence. Mm-hmm. Like they were becoming more and more rabid. And I thought that looked phenomenal. I guess based on what he said, you were filling in some gaps for maybe them. Maybe I was. Um, or maybe, maybe it was something coming through the physicality yeah, of their performance maybe. becoming a little more feral. But I just, I can't believe what must go into pulling off a sequence like that. Yeah. Especially in close quarters. I like that one a lot. I enjoyed, I enjoyed the finale, but I'm not sure it had quite the like that thrill factor as the theme park did. It didn't. Yeah. Also, here's a question: There is no way that's the only night that group of people ever shot off fireworks. No, zero percent chance. I mean, I guess you could make the argument that it did show the the like horde of zombies following her car over there. But also, that's real thin. Yeah. It's fine. It's not a logic film. It's, it's a like, go in and have your fun film. It is funny to think that they're like, no firearms whatsoever. No weapons, <laughs> yeah. but bring your fireworks. Because exactly, they're a bunch of dummies. They are a bunch of dummies, but God bless them. Lovable dummies, I guess, in the end. Pretty, fairly, fairly lovable. Yeah. I did really like the addition of Rosario Dawson. I like her a lot. I think her her and Madison are probably my two favorite of the new characters. It's like, not that I can really compare them to uh, Owen Wilson and Middleditch, because I think yeah. they were introduced to be, you know, killed off. But right. <laughs> I do I do really... I mean, this, this goes back to the Zombieland th- 3 thing. I do really like the idea of seeing uh, Tallahassee's... Uh, relationship with Nevada evolving. I guess you could. Uh, I'd be fine to watch a, like a spinoff film about her character and like her adventures, and that way you get around like having to be sad, and you could bring Tallahassee back in, mm-hmm. um, and you wouldn't have to worry about Emma Stone being like an Oscar-winning busy person. Did she win an Oscar? No, nominated. I can't remember. She won. She, she won. won for La La, 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 Land. La Land. That's right. I was thinking of the favorite. Um, she should have won for the... Actually, I don't know if she should have won for the favor because I think I would have picked Rachel Weisz and uh, Olivia Coleman, who won over yeah, her. I'm good with Olivia. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that'd be interesting. I don't know. 
I do love her. I don't know if I'd want to follow a movie about Madison as enjoyable as she was, but I absolutely... That would be a lot for one movie. It'd be a whole lot. (laughs) She's more of like a a nice spice in the mix. Uh, Yes. You need to have the spices balanced. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I really do think that... So it seems silly to say this, given what happened with the series that they tried to make happen, but I think if you could bring the original cast back... This concept just feels so well-suited to a TV series to me. Yeah. I get it, but it didn't go well last time, and I don't see... It didn't go well, but it was a complete... It was so different, wasn't it? I never actually watched the pilot, but it didn't have any of the original characters. No. Actors. No, none of the original actors, and... Did you watch it? Uh, I watched the pilot. I don't... Look, the thing is, this also goes back to the same sort of... I'm just not sure that there's enough story there to sustain a series. Like, it barely sustained another film. I enjoyed the film very much, but there's almost no story to it at all. No, there's not. So I don't know how if I want eight hours of that. Do you know what I'm saying? Okay. A limited series. <laughs> <laughs> yes, maybe like a... I think the thing I come down to with these movies is more so than, you know, uh, like, I don't know, life-changing additions to the story or, or you know, even uh, character-driven emotional reactions to things. It's just, like, I enjoy spending time with them. Just yeah. simply, like, being with them in that world. I like looking... I, it sounds silly, but I like looking at that world, the way they've designed everything, and especially mm-hmm. with the way that they enhance the zombies. How funny... So, fun behind-the-scenes story. We went straight from our Terminator Dark Fate screening yeah. to Zombieland 2, and the freaking T-800 thing... I'm like, this is meant to be... We were meant to have this <laughs> schedule today. It was perfect. Uh that one I'm probably more enthusiastic about when we get to that. You just love Zombieland a lot more than I me. I really do. I enjoy it fine for what it is, but I don't care I very much about it. I have a lot of fun. I mean, you know, speaking of, of the, the family thing, I yeah. just, I don't know. I think in general, I tend to really take to movies with, uh, with characters who are seemingly all alone in the world and kind of hopeless and find family and friends in, you know, places that they don't really expect. And seeing this family come together so strongly, I always really love that in the first one. And I think that's something that really powers the plot of this one as well. Mm-hmm. It's nice. You know what else is nice? What? All the other zombie comedies <laughs> yes, out there. So many nice zombie You put comedies. together a handy list. And when you sent me that list, I was really surprised that that list is as long as it is. Well, I'll tell you what. We just did a list of the best horror comedies on Collider. And I was sort of stunned as I was putting it together mm-hmm. how many of them. I was like, zombie, 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 zombie. Now that's hard to say five times fast. Zombie, 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 zombie. Why is that not as intimidating to me as Crawl? Well, you're pretty good there. I don't know. Yeah. Um... Yeah, lots of funny zombies, and I don't know why. I've been, like, trying to ponder some sort of deep, introspective take on, like, why we find zombies so funny. I don't have one. I do not have one. Why are they funny? Hmm. That's actually a really good question. I'm going to pull up your list right now because I want to answer that, try to answer that question using your list here. (laughs) I mean, even actually, all right, even if I just isolate it to... 
even if I just isolate it to zombie land, it's like, why, why do zombies of all, you know, horror subgenres suit comedy so well? Maybe, maybe it's, maybe it just goes back to the wish fulfillment thing. Maybe. You know, that, that empowering, you know, badassery type feel of being able to take out a supernatural creature like a zombie. Yeah. I don't, it's interesting. I was thinking along those same lines because part of the whole zombie thing, in my opinion, is that it gives an audience an expression of their like uh, violence against fellow man, but in yeah. a way that's not guilty. Like you're yeah. killing humans, so to speak, but they're not humans, so it's okay. I also think it's, you know, in comparing zombies to other supernatural creatures, it's it's also the, the army kind of feeling. Right. Like you're ta- like it's an epic battle. It's like a Game of Thrones style <laughs> battle and you're just wiping out all the bad guys compared to, you know, let's say like, I don't know, like a wolf man or a vampire or something yeah. like that. No, I get that. I, I just don't get why it's funny. Like, I get why it works as horror and drama, but I still have, I still don't know why it's so consistently, obviously so consistently is funny. When you're, when I look at things like, when I, this is terrible. All my answers to this are <laughs> terrible, but it's just like when I think of, of Zombieland, it's also, you know, how colorful all their zombies are. It's yeah. like, isn't it funny to take out a zombie that's a clown? You know what I right, mean? Right, right. And it's, you know, I, I went down the list and I looked at cooties and it's like, like, they're kids. That's not funny, though. <laughs> but it is kind of funny. Uh, maybe it's... You know what's missing from this list? Hmm. A brand new release. Um, Little Monsters. Oh, and I also realized Anna and the Apocalypse, too. Oh. So just so I you guys kind of know what we're talking about, I'm going to rattle off these titles that I kind of put together as my favorites real quick. Was obviously Zombieland, which we already discussed yeah. at length. Shaun of the Dead, Return of the Living Dead, Planet Terror, Brain Dead, Night of the Creeps, Cabin in the Woods, Undead, Reanimator, Cemetery Man, Dead Snow, Paranorman, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, Fido, One of the Dead, Cooties, Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse, and uh, with the addendum that I don't really consider them zombies, but there's no denying that this is like the godfather of zombie comedies, Evil Dead 2, and Army of Darkness. And now the new editions of Little Monsters and Anna and the Apocalypse. Like, that's a lot. And that's not even all of them. Those are just the ones I think are really good. Yeah. Little Monsters is so good. It's a lot of fun. If you guys have not watched that on Hulu yet, you absolutely should. Yeah. It's available now. And it's a joy. Highly recommended, especially this time of year. It really does yeah. feel like perfect, you know, weekend or evening viewing with, with a couple of people who really appreciate the genre. And it's the, one of those movies that I really thought was going to go full tilt theatrical. So it's kind of cool that it's just like available to stream yeah. right now. I'm, you know, I'm not complaining. Yeah. I'm not complaining, but I want movies like that to make money. But I also know how limited those possibilities are for certain types of releases. So the fact that it's going to be in front of more eyes, I'll take what I can get. Yeah, totally. I think the biggest bummer on this list, or the one that I went to first, is Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Like, what? I a, enjoy it. What an f up, though. It yeah. like it could have been so much better than That's it true. was. Have you ever read that book? That book yeah. is fun. It fun. Is fun. Everything is fun. That book is a good. Are fun, but that book is really a good, good time. And it's, it's something about the. It's like they just they botched the story. I don't know. I, admittedly, I haven't revisited this in a while, but it was almost like I get the feeling like they shot more and cut it down, and it feels like the Cliff's Note version of the book. That. And it's that really, takes away from it. I don't think it's like incredible. I just think it's fun. Uh, it. I, it entertains me. You're only me. allowed to use that F word from now on <laughs> if you say it in a voice. Fun. Uh, it, it entertained me, and I do think that a lot of the work, though, 
a lot of what works is definitely the cast. I thought all the girls were pretty great, and um, especially Lily James, who I, wanted, I think does not get her business. I wanted more of them, though. Yeah, I can it's, see that. Lily, so I was actually on set for that movie. Yeah. Have I ever told you about that set visit? I don't think so. so. That set visit was in the dead of winter. We flew to London for that. And then they drove us like out into the country, like well away from the city. And it was an overnight shoot and it was freezing. And I was the only one who got up from the monitor and went to watch them filming. You did tell me that. Standing there watching them filming. And so when you look at a, when you look at something being filmed on the monitor, you're only seeing the frame of what they intend to show on the screen. Whereas if you're standing there and you're watching everybody and what they're doing in between takes, you get to see what else is going on. And I could just get the feeling that Lily James is not someone who gets up there and says her line in between every take. It was almost like she was psyching herself up. I'm not talking about like a beating your chest type of thing, but like walking away and just like I got the feeling like she walked away and was really thinking for a moment and really Mm. getting herself into we, we had seen a fairly emotional, scary scene. So just taking the time to really put herself in that mind frame and. I don't know. Just made me admire her more. I think she's excellent. I truly believe that she does not get the credit she deserves. Agreed. You know I'm a huge Cinderella stan. Yes, I do. And I think that role is almost impossible to pull off without coming off as, pardon to be offensive a little bit, but simple-minded. Like, okay. She is nothing but, like, goodness and happiness yeah. and cheer. Like, there's no... Like, she could very easily just seem straight-up stupid mm-hmm. because there's no analytical element to that character whatsoever. But she doesn't make her come across that way. She makes her come across as really lovely and empowered. And I think that's very hard. I also think another role that she'll never get as much credit as she deserves for. Who wants to play young Meryl Streep in a musical? That's such a hard gig. And she does it so well. She just seems like the person who always who doesn't want to just bring the character as is on the page to screen, but wants to find those those extra complexities. And I think that makes pretty much every single performance I've ever seen her give a little something more. You know, I think also that's true of that role. That character could easily just come off as like kind of a stupid lady because she's like a a teenager living up her teenage life one summer getting laid overseas, having a great time, but she makes it really charming and enjoyable. And I just think she's great. I I think she's really super talented. What's Lily James up to now? Sorry, this is turning into a Lily James appreciation video, but... That's okay. Uh, Someone has to do it. I know, really. Clearly. Um, Rebecca and the Dig. Oh, she was just in Yesterday, too. I think that's the that's the most recent thing. Oh, Baby Driver, she also has a thankless role that she makes better than it is, in That my is very, another very, very good one. Well, I think she's Lily great. James, we're rooting for her. We're rooting for you, girl. Do you like the Dead Snow movies? Because I love the Dead Snow movies. I enjoy them. I'm, I'm not as wild for them as a lot of people are, but I do like them. Yeah. I just think, I think they're a riot. Like on, those are two movies, Dead Snow and uh, I think Dead Snow 2 was called Red vs. Dead? That sounds right. Yeah. Uh, I'll just never forget seeing those in a screen because it was even during a press screening. And I feel like those kinds of movies can go one way or the other hmm. with a press screening. But everybody was eating it up in both of those movies when I saw them at first. Mm. And I don't know. I just think they're a good wild time. It was a clever concept to, you know, basically show zombie movie lovers a good time while also like playing with kind of like a hot button topic. Yeah. It was very, very, very well done and very well executed, too. I think I love the uh, the look of the zombies in those. I like that mo- those movies. Um, I've, 
Yes, I have seen the second one, but I don't remember it very well, if I'm being honest. I think I was at a party. <laughs> um, Understandable. Yeah, um, but you know I will never turn down an opportunity to share my love for Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters, <gasps> which is that director's, I believe, first English film. Oh, don't film. get me started on that. Yeah, so Tommy... Tommy... Yeah. Workola? I don't Workola? know. Workola? Workola? I think that's always how I've said it, but it might be wrong. Uh, well, I hope that he gets to make another he, you know what? wild he, movie soon. He did make something recently, actually, and I kept meaning to watch it. I think it might be on Netflix, actually. And funny thing, I think I was sorting through um, the menu the other day, and I saw this there. Uh, oh, shit, 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 Does shit. Does it have the longest, most impossible? Yes. Friend? Kurt Joseph Wagner. No. Oh, more just to marry it. Pa Hertigruta. Mm. I'm so sorry to no. the language I just slaughtered. What happened to Monday? That's what it was. Oh, yeah, <laughs> a lot easier to say. <laughs> I appreciate the effort, but uh, it, it was what happened to Monday. I meant to watch that. It was with the uh, New Mirror Pace. I'm not sure how it was oh, received yeah. in the end, but it is on Netflix now. And I didn't realize that was him. I'll maybe have to check I will that be. Out. Yeah, maybe I will actually get around to watching it. <laughs> that was one of those ones that kind of slipped by because everybody was talking trash, but I didn't realize it. We were talking trash on the same guy who did Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters, which is one of the most undeserved trash talk movies ever. Everybody was talking trash about that movie? Yeah, kind of. Why? It was one of those ones that got slapped with the label of, like, typical Netflix movie. Oh, okay. Which, you know, mediocre. Mediocre. I don't even know what that means anymore. I don't know, just because I think my brain is all scrambled because as of this recording, we're all... It, it was the day where... Didn't they release all those Christmas posters that look like a big fat joke? <laughs> yes. I don't know. So it's like, what, what does a typical Netflix movie even mean anymore? I think they have um, one of the more deser- diverse libraries out there. They do, but I think their distinguishing quality is perhaps a commitment to appeal over quality in most cases, not all. Obviously, Roma is not about appeal. It's about something else but generally that's what the algorithms for who will this appeal to how many the most algorithms yes those are good algorithm content that's what they're known for algorithm content is that like a like a terminology that's applied to them often well their algorithm certainly is i know their algorithm is a big deal but i feel like someone should start calling that like i feel like we can come (laughs) up with a funny name yeah Uh, we're gonna do it but not on the spot i'm not an improvist Damn it, I wish I was. We'll think about that. Um, we'll think about that and we'll come back. But yeah, okay, cool. We went what a, We what, went deep on a tangent and I like seriously, it. Seriously, I do like tangents. I love them. I also just love sitting back, relaxing, and talking <laughs> yeah. about movies with Haley. This is like uh, the best hour of my life. I haven't week. revisited Reanimator in forever. Mm. And I freaking love Barbara Crampton. She's so wonderful. If you guys want to see a really great spin on a twitter name for halloween because we had been talking about that i think barbara crampton has my favorite one and it is you ready for it the barbara duke very good i think that's so clever very cute yeah what else on this list do you love what stands out to me okay so one of the things it's not really a specific movie but when i put together this list what i liked about it is like even within this subset of zombie comedies there are so many different types of them. There are true. historical zombie comedies. There are grotesque zombie comedies. There are ones... There's a musical zombie comedy. You know, there are new ones, old ones. There are self-referential zombie, zombie comedies. Zombie comedies for kid, kids. 
animated. Um, yeah, that's right. Paranorman animated. There are all kinds. Fido is like a What's Fido? family. I meant to ask. I'm like afraid to watch it. Is it about a dog that dies? Because I don't no. want to watch that. It's about a family who adopts a zombie as a pet. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll watch that. Yeah, it's Is cute. that like a 90s movie? Uh, 2000s, I think. Okay. Carrie Ann Moss. It sounds like... Sounds like something I would have watched on like the Disney Channel back in the day. I don't know about that. Okay. It's, I think it's Sorry, I'm scarred by Frankenweenie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. It is a damaging film. Does Frankenweenie count? Interesting query. Was Frankenstein a zombie debate? Huh. I mean he was reanimated. <laughs> he is. Was he reanimated or he was created? He's created, I but guess. But Frankenweenie is technically reanimated. Yeah. It does he have parts of other dogs? I don't think so. I think he's just stitched back together. Oh. I can't talk about this. I can't picture that anymore. This is very interesting. <laughs> this is, this should be your uh, Fantastic Fest fight next year. Our, is Frankenstein a zombie? Huh. Fist fight. I spoke to Donato about our potential <laughs> fight. He's, he's down, but mm-hmm. he, he made a good point where I do think it would be better. It's, it's more difficult to find this individual. It would be better to find someone that I'm more eager to punch. Totally true. Yeah. But I don't know who that is. But no one from the office is going. But I'm except me. So I'm not punching you. <laughs> There'd be no way, no way. I'm trying to think. Like I still can't think of anyone I would really. No, I'm not. No, <laughs> never no, mind. No, she's someone not just came, punching anyone. No, someone just came to mind, but I'm oh. not saying it. Yes, let's let's keep that yeah. for off All the right. record. All right, I'll let your uh, minds run cemetery wild. Cemetery man. <laughs> Have you seen that movie? I haven't seen Cemetery Man. That's a man. weird should one. I? I don't know if you'd like it, but you should see it. Cemetery Man. It's a weirdo, weirdo movie. Weirdo how so? A uh, very bizarre sense of humor. Very European sense of reality. Like in terms okay. of like Euro horror. Hmm. Um, it's a weird one, but it's good. It, and it's it's worth seeing if you haven't. It's hmm. uh, Rupert Everett is a grave digger. Who falls in love with a woman? Sure, and we don't she have dies more and... movies about grave diggers. I don't know, maybe it's depressing. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I don't, all... Also, maybe it's just like sort of an outdated profession. I feel like there was another profession I recently thought of that I think we need more movies about. Oh, I remember what it was. This oh. came from Tip. Um, a, a food inspector, like a restaurant oh. inspector. So I saw this movie at. I find this profession fascinating because especially i think living in new york it's something that you're more prone to do just because every block you walk down there's a million and one restaurants and the the first thing you see in the window is their letter grade so i've always been very fascinated by letter grades and i like i think about it and if you dare you should google what those letter grades mean because even an a isn't as pristine as you might think it is but anyway i saw this movie at uh at tiff called uh guest of honor it's the adam agoyan movie and the main character is a restaurant inspector and it's just it's a little bit about how he's super intense about his job to begin with but how things in his personal life can affect how harsh he is at work and how a poor grade from him could then affect somebody who their restaurant is their family business or Mm. it's i don't know it just like a, a food inspector holds so many like livelihoods in the palm of his hand i I find it interesting and you could even extend that to it's like you know i'm a creature of habit so 
what if a food inspector was in a super bad mood and I went to a restaurant every single day and they opted to shut it down? Who knows how that would affect me? <laughs> I'm just saying the effect of a food inspector on many people with yeah. like a stroke of a pen is a big deal. I feel like I just saw a TV show that had a food inspector on it, but I will not be able to remember it. I, <laughs> I was giving it a shot to see if I Googled food inspector characters, if it would come up. But I knew it, I was very sure interested it. in that, but I didn't know I was that intense about yeah, it. I hope I you see. enjoyed that. That got <laughs> heated. It did. It did. I think you found your activism. Anti-food <laughs> oh inspectors. I think there's like way I'm better kidding. things I could be doing with my life. Yes, we all, we um, all Do we want to hit any more of these or do we want to jump into Terminator stuff? I mean, is there anything that, that's your... Well, I will just for uh, the 18th time, if you haven't watched Anna in the Apocalypse, I Christmas know. is coming. So, I Oh, I didn't even mean that for you. <laughs> I forgot so, that you, you know, have it. You do know what happened the year it came out. So... I was going to go see it. I prioritized it. And it just so happens that the only screening option that worked in my schedule was the last one. And an hour before that screening happened, they canceled it. Literally right before I was about to get in my car and be, I didn't hold a grudge or anything, but because of that, I just never got around to seeing it. But I, I was set and ready to go. Well, if you're like Perry, it, uh, it's nearing Christmas season again, and it is a very fun Christmas zombie musical that is worth checking out. And um, oddly enough, written by the guy who did those uh, Ryan Gosling will need a serial videos. Uh, the late young man who came up with that viral video wrote oh. the film. So that's an interesting bit of trivia from from the mind of one of the internet's great viral videos comes a zombie apocalypse christmas musical i'm surprised you didn't put night of the living dead on this list i see return of the living dead night of the living dead's not a comedy oh i guess so yeah i don't know why i just went into zombie mode it's i think it's because anti comedy. i think i just rewatched. well also known as dawn, a drama <laughs> dawn of the dead is a little that has some comedy that's a little silly actually i think that that's why i immediately thought about it and also because i know how much you love uh, night of the living dead i do love night of the living dead but, but actually dawn of the dead furry. the original could crack this list it could it has like some stuff but i don't think i think that's also a generational perspective Maybe. like i don't think it was seen as funny when it came out i guess i, I mean squirt, i don't know scary. it's just like worry when I think about some of the like the uh, the music cues, mm-hmm. that seems to be you know like cheesy uh, physical comedy gags. Mm. I don't Interesting. know. I will say uh, I do I do love me some Return of the Living Dead though. That's a great one if you want to squeeze in a little bit of a quote Which, older one before the holiday. What is your favorite like comedy or not? What's your favorite zombie movie? Period. Oh golly, I don't know. Uh, well, we haven't said Shaun of the Dead, which is one of my favorites. Um, that's a pretty perfect zombie movie that's somehow like, I don't know. It's very hard to make meta work a lot in the post-Scream era, I find. Like mm-hmm. a lot of it is too distracting or or too cutesy about yeah. it and that's one of the few ones that actually manages to be meta and also be the movie it's trying to be like when it goes and becomes a zombie movie and not a zombie comedy it's a very effective mm-hmm. zombie movie um, this isn't my favorite but in an effort to 
get closer to an answer to this question that I'm mad at myself for even bringing up now. <laughs> How dare you? If I had to choose a zombie movie to watch right now, like if I could push play on something on my computer, I think it would probably be Zack Snyder's uh, Dawn of the Dead. I like that one a lot. I, I really, really like that movie. That, I would say, has more comedy than the original. Really? Yeah. I think that I think this is where the generational thing might be kicking in then. I think that has very overt comedy. Are you kidding? The music, the the cover songs. And I guess, the... But it's also like so vicious too at times. It's vicious, but I definitely think it's James Gunn's script. You know, yeah. he likes to put That's jokes fair. in. That's fair. Um, I love 28 Days Later. Yes. I, Return of the Living Dead is very near and dear to my heart. Very, very, very much so. I would probably put Zombieland, the first one up there on my list. I, re- I really love that movie. And I could watch that movie intense. over and over and over again. I like Zombieland. It would not... It might be like in my top 10, 15. Uh, Train to Busan might, as, as far as newer ones, that'd there probably be go. up there. That's, a, that's the right one to add to that <laughs> list. That's a pretty, it's a pretty solid maneuver there. All right. I like Pontypool for a little more of an indie I one. I have watched Pontypool in forever. That's Pontypool. a good call, too. That's a good one. And you know what? I'll be provocative. This isn't my favorite. Duh. I like Land of the Dead. I like that movie. Really? Yes, okay. I do. I enjoy um, that weird little no. doofy movie. I'm like okay with Land of the Dead. Yeah. You ever see Survival of the Dead? Sure did. <laughs> what did you think of that one? <laughs> Didn't bring it up. <laughs> no, not so much. Not so yeah. much. I'll always uh, have a spot in my heart for that one because that was the one and only time I got to talk to George Romero. Oh, and, uh, nice. Yeah, I'll cherish that, that audio file for the rest of my life. I would like to revisit Diary of the Dead, which at the time I did not hate as much as everyone else, but that was a long time ago. Yeah, I haven't rewatched Diary in a long time, but yeah. I remember being fine, fine with it. Fine with it, yeah. right? Yeah. All it's right. Romero. It's fine. Let's let the zombies lie now and they give don't rise lie. to That's the machines. I know, but we have to for the sake of moving on <laughs> to a topic I know both of us really yes. want to talk about. Terminator Dark Fate. So we are going to keep this conversation right now completely spoiler free. So you are safe here and let's get into it. Uh, I mean, this is probably repeating what you already know out there, but I went into this movie with absolutely no faith. Like, whatsoever none and it's not that i have no faith in the people involved it's more so that we had just seen salvation and very recently got genesis and i didn't even i didn't hate genesis by any means i thought it had a couple of minor redeeming qualities here and there and really i i was fine sitting through it i wasn't miserable by any means but when you go back and you rewatch terminator and t2 like that's not how you can finish you continue a franchise whereas Having, right before we went to our Dark Fate screening, immediately gone from Terminator to T2 so I could be ready to jump into Dark Fate, I'll give this one a big fat yes. Yep. I liked it a lot. Yeah. I was not, I had not any expectations. I did not want to be there. It's <laughs> <I was laughs> like, I have seen a lot of Terminators in my time and I have like two of them. And the Sarah Connor Chronicles was pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, yes. Thumbs up. We'll watch again. Actually excited to watch it again. I'll watch. I enjoyed it a lot. I think I'll watch again and again and again. Yeah, that's going to be on my background probably re- fairly regularly. I mean, I really think this movie, t- like Terminator film or not, I think it ticks so many boxes between, you know, kick-ass characters that you really strike a connection to. It's got some really great comedic beats. There are a couple of conversations that had me laughing out loud. For sure. And 
I thought almost every single one of the action sequences in this movie were just expertly crafted. The stunt work is something else. And the way they're all shot, I thought, was extremely effective, too. I, I like the action a lot. There is one that I think is a bit too long towards the end that we can talk will, about in spoiler. I'll agree time. with you on that. Also, because I think the movie overall has maybe an extra 15 minutes 15, to it that it could have done could, without. Could, yeah, yeah, could shed a little. But it's, you know, it's blockbuster filmmaking in 2019. It has to be two hours and 20 minutes, right? That's like the new rule or the unspoken rule. Um, but I, I, could, I could see that film being shorter and better. Yeah. That said... Outside of that one scene that I think is a bit bloated and almost tiring by the end of it, I, especially the action sequences in the first half of the movie, I think are really beautifully designed. Yeah. And Tim Miller clearly considered the the implications of his new Terminator's abilities into the fight scenes themselves. And in the way that because, you know, he's this Terminator who can split or whatever or who who has this gooey metal mm-hmm. quality how that would engage with different weaponry and yeah. different fight scenarios and i really enjoyed that creativity There's definitely some some very smart things yeah. with the the rev nine and i also thought gabriel luna was just pitch perfect the casting man. for that he really is and I mean, you guys know how the Terminator operates. There has to also be moments where he is like a slight degree charming in order to get himself into a specific place. And I think he walks that line between like charm that at at like the drop of a hat can turn into like terrifying menace. He does that so, so well. And he's got a quality to him that also really reminded me of how... um, Oh, my God. Robert Patrick carried mm-hmm. himself in that role, too. And I like the connection there. I would agree. He is definitely doing more Robert Patrick than he is doing Schwarzenegger. Yes. By far. And it works. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, Patrick is probably still the gold star of how scary well, a Terminator yeah. can be. Um, I think he's great. But I also think that a lot of credit for the fight scenes goes to... My queen, oh my beloved Grace, go. Miss Mackenzie Davis, who Bring is, it, Haley. I'm obsessed with. Yeah, I'm obsessed with this her. Is a, this is a great, great character. Oh my god, she's such so a good every, character. Everybody and the out performance. there, people know what she is already because it's in yeah. some of the featurettes. So it's like if you don't want to know anything about the movie, you shouldn't be listening to this at all. But in yeah. the featurettes, it is explained that she is a human that's been enhanced. Yeah, she's got, you know, not quite superpowers, but she's strong as hell. She's fast as hell, and she's not as strong as a Terminator, but girl can fight. And let me tell you, Mackenzie Davis <laughs> can make you believe she can fight. Yeah, She's excellent. Yeah. She is outrageously compelling and charming. And she does this thing that I really, I don't think a lot of actors can do, which is to be very steely and somehow still do a lot of emotion. Yeah. Very hard to pull off. I mean, it, it's... That's part of the reason why I think the role of Grace is a very challenging role. I don't mean to to have this comment come off as belittling the other roles, but it's like, you know, when it when it comes to uh, Linda Hamilton as Sarah Connor, you know, she's a human who maybe was more sensitive and now is super hardened. And then when it comes to the T-800, you know, he's a machine that's been reprogrammed to fight for humanity. And maybe he's gained a couple human qualities through it. But with her it's like she's a big ball of human emotion that also has to be super targeted as far as her as her goal goes 
And sorry, I just got distracted. Yeah. Um, she, you pick pick it up where I left off. I'll, I'll pick sorry. it up and say that she brings that intensity without fail. Like her commitment yeah. to the objective translates with. She's just intense and she's awesome. She kicks so much ass. To rephrase what I was just saying, it's just I think it's a different situation when you're talking about someone who who's like purely human and has all the emotion in the world and then has the abilities of or some abilities of a terminator of a machine that's so yeah. goal oriented. It's like she needs to operate in this movie like that goal is the only important thing in the world to her, but while having very realistic human emotions all around her and to be able to reflect the importance of that goal being the be all and end all, but also incorporate those little things that are happening all around her. I think that balance is super important for her to hit perfectly. And she does. She does. She's excellent. She's spectacular. I would also say that the young woman who plays, you know, sort of the quote unquote new Sarah Connor is really good. Uh, Natalia Reyes. Yes. And that, her and Mackenzie Davis play off of each other really nicely, but more very, importantly, very well. Linda Hamilton Linda and Mac- freaking Hamilton. Yes. Linda Hamilton and Mackenzie Davis. Their interactions oh, make me I laugh. Love it. Probably the most in the I movie. I love it. Their she's interactions. fabulous. Yeah, shit. Like she's really like this franchise needed her back. Yes. She's so freaking good. And like, just I talked to you a little bit about this, but it really means a lot to see like a woman who is just an old fucking woman with gray hair not wearing a lot of makeup not go get botox i get botox i don't care but she's clearly just happy with how she is and she looks like a human in a later decade who is allowed to look that way and i find that very powerful there's also like this little bit of nuance to that role that i really appreciated because i mean she was kind of like this in t2 also with everything she had been through it's like it was almost like an I don't give a shit type of thing. Yeah. Like, I'm who I am and, like, fuck you if you don't care about it. But here, it's like she has to crack the door open to knowing everything else that's happening around her, the slightest degree. And I think that plays into uh, Sarah Connor's evolution in this chapter of the franchise very well. I like what they did with the character a lot. I thought the balance was really smart of doing something new with her we haven't seen before while also making her... Ultimately, she's... You, it's, it'd be fair to say she's not the lead of this film. Mm-hmm. She's one of a, an ensemble of characters that take the lead of this film. And I, I thought that was a really, in the writing, a really hard balance to strike, being that she is the legacy character mm-hmm. that she is, and they hit it really well. All right. I think we got we to gotta wind down here. But uh, that, was, that was your latest episode Most of The Witching Hour. importantly, Mackenzie Davis. Yes, Mackenzie <laughs> Davis. So, so zombies... Uh, Terminators and Mackenzie Davis. Yes. I hope I hope we've left you with uh, some solid recommendations here. Haley, where can everyone find your work on the internet? You can find my writing on Collider.com. You can find me at Haley Fouch on Twitter and at Haystack McGroovy on Instagram. I'm also going to use this as an opportunity to tell you guys that we had a 30-minute ladies' night with Linda Hamilton yes. that might be up and running on the Collider interview channel right now. So seek it out if you haven't. Otherwise, there's going to be clips all over the place. There's going to be a Collider.com post. But... You know, just as we described her in the movie, she's like a super confident, wonderful person in reality, too. And that chat was just a delight and also really freaking inspiring. So I'm excited to share it with you. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at P. That is it. You have officially survived the witching hour. Napa know-how. 
this month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General States pricing. Sales price does not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. It's that little chico pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive. Brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game. So that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 